2: Welcome to this episode of Live Mike number 125. I am thankful to you for tuning in today. We're going to cover a lot of ground and it is not all cheery. There have been some dark developments and some heartbreaking and stressful stories over the past 24 hours namely coming from the state of Idaho. Chad Daybell was taken into custody yesterday. There was a hearing today. KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson is in Rexburg, Idaho and joins us on the line now. Paul, how are you, sir? I'm
3: hanging in there, Lee. How about yourself? I I,
2: I wish that you and I were able to chat under more cheery of circumstances, but tell me what we have learned over the past 24 hours.
3: Well, in the past 24 hours, we learned not only did uh, Chad Daybell have human remains, but he had two sets of human remains. And while the prosecutors are not confirming who, uh, you know, they're not identifying anybody yet, um, but they did say in the, First arraignment that happened today, that those were children's remains. So um, his prosecute, the prosecutors asked for bail to be set at a million dollars, and the judge agreed. And if uh, Chad Daybell were to ever bail out, he has to follow several conditions. For example, he can't leave uh, the immediate area. He has to have his ankle bracelet at all time. And if he breaks those rules, he will be charged with a criminal escape. So. Um, but the, his attorney, his attorney asked for bail to be set at uh, one hundred thousand dollars for both of these counts, saying, "Hey, look, destruction of evidence is not um, it's not something that I mean. The maximum penalty would only be ten thousand dollars and five years in prison. So he he believed that setting it at a million was way too high. However, um, the prosecutor said, this, "This isn't just a document. This wasn't a weapon. This wasn't any just piece of evidence. This was." human remains. And so that was an aggravating factor and the judge agreed.
2: Yeah. Now, those conditions that you mentioned, should uh, Chad Daybell make bail and he's out? One of the conditions I heard the judge mention was that he is not to have contact with the victims' families. That, in my layman's estimation, would presuppose that the victims had been identified and yet we don't have confirmed from law enforcement uh, the, the identity of these victims or of the remains found in that backyard.
3: Right. The medical examiner's still, you know, working on the autopsy of whoever was found back there, but um for now the only information that we're getting about the remains was that there was two sets, they do belong to children and um so yeah, I mean as far as whether or not he can have speak with the contact have any contact with family members, this is one of those things where the the family, the the Woodcocks, they've been asking for answers as to where the uh, grandkids are for a very long time, and they haven't gotten anything from the Davells.
2: There will be a, a, another hearing. There was some back and forth between prosecutors, the defense attorney, and the judge about the next hearing. Uh, what is that next hearing, and when will it happen?
3: That's a preliminary hearing or a probable cause hearing, and that's uh, scheduled for the 1st and possibly the 2nd of July. Um, so, Uh, that's the next thing there. They basically waived uh, Chad Daybell's right to a speedy preliminary hearing. Technically, under the Idaho State law, he was allowed to ask for a preliminary hearing within the next 14 days. But his attorneys decided that they were going to waive that. And so they set it for the 1st and 2nd of July.
2: And they didn't explain any rationale there. I, I've, if I'm honest, I've never understood uh, what would sometimes move folks to that uh, that quick 14-day rule uh, or to, to waive that. Any indication of why they're okay letting the clock run?
3: They didn't say uh, particularly why, although his defense attorney at one time, I think it was early on in the proceedings, said he was at a disadvantage, meaning um, I, I believe... Their office is still trying to find stuff out as well. Now, keep in mind, um, the human remains were just found yesterday. So all of this information is coming extremely quickly as far as the legal time frame goes. So uh, that could be one of the reasons why. But the state actually said, you know what, we're perfectly fine. Take whatever time that you need. And so they agreed on uh, July 1st and 2nd.
2: Are you aware of any press briefings or any interactions with law enforcement and the media uh, on the schedule for today?
3: On the, well, we were actually waiting outside the courthouse in Fremont County, and we were hoping that we could speak with one of the uh, defense attorneys. Unfortunately, he left before uh, we were um, able to to see that. And keep in mind, we were already waiting outside, ready to kind of, dare I say, pounce to see, mm. see if we can get any kind of statement. And he had already taken off. So as far as any additional information from police, we're going to you know hound them as much as we can. But uh, they have been very... I, I, let's just say that they operate in what feels like a very different way than what I'm used to from, from investigators in Utah. For example, yesterday we asked them, what did you book him on? And the assistant police chief said uh, he didn't know. So we didn't even know what he was booked for. And um, the police gave very little information, but I don't think it's uh, – people are saying it's not any attempt to be secretive or anything like that. It's just they are still trying to collect as much as they can, and they're, they're just keeping their cards close to the vest, not necessarily to deceive anybody, just, right. just so they can be cautious on their end.
2: That was exactly my estimation yesterday, as I heard uh, the assistant chief there when he talked about exactly the, the – or when he responded to exactly the question you just mentioned, The the announcement, the cause – for that press briefing yesterday was to announce that a hearing was taking place. That means that charges have been filed and that there is a criminal complaint uh, and yet not knowing that I wonder if, or, or at least communicating that he didn't have it offhand, uh, was because of the extremely delicate nature of this story. A- a- just heartbreaking realities are baked into the proceedings uh, of this story.
3: Yeah, I, I, it was a weird situation for, I mean, I personally had never heard of, Somebody having a hearing set before the official charges came down. I mean, uh, last night, uh, Assistant Chief Hagan said, well, the charges are up to the prosecutors. And we asked, well, what are they? And 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 Hagan said, well, they haven't figured that out yet. And I thought, well, that's weird that you're having a hearing and you don't know what he's going to be charged with. But. Again, the prosecutors did take their time to figure out what exactly that they wanted to do, but other attorneys I spoke with say that they could kind of see the plan in action because of their expertise in how the law works up in Idaho. They said that most likely he'll be charged with destruction or uh, tampering of evidence, and that will um, – You know, prosecutors
2: can go ahead and file more charges down the road if they have to. Right. Uh, You you mentioned one of the defense attorneys. Are you aware of how big the team is defending uh, Chad Daybell? I heard uh, that it was mentioned that he was a privately secured attorney. Uh, and so, not a publicly appointed defense counsel up there. There was also reference made to various properties owned by Chad Daybell. Uh, in addition to, that, to how large the team is, if you're able to answer that, uh, is there any sense of whether or not, with the bail set at a million dollars, Chad Daybell could in fact make bail?
3: Well, that was the that was the argument uh, that Lori that Vallo Daybell also had too. They they were arguing that hey, if you if you set bail at a million dollars, it would pre- basically prevent her from from being able to bail out. And the prosecutor said, yeah, that's the point. But her defense attorney said, well, that's not what bail is supposed to be about. And that's the argument that we heard also here today is that um, the, his defense team, his defense attorney, because he was only a, allowed just himself and John Pryor was in that room. And so his defense attorney just said, mm-hmm. You know what, that's not what the purpose of bail is for. It's not meant to be something that we just use as a placeholder so that you can file more charges down the road. But the prosecutor said, hey, look, again, this was human remains. This wasn't, uh, and that is technically a a legal aggravating factor, which uh, they believe did allow the judge to have incentive to make the bail as high as he did.
2: Yeah. KSL News Radio's Paul Nelson, reporting live from Rexburg, Idaho. Paul, thank you for the updates. I'm sure we'll be touching base numerous times this week as this story continues. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break right now. And when we return, we're going to be joined on the line by Sky Lassaro, who is a criminal defense attorney at Ray Quinney and Nebuchadnezzar. Going to help us understand when attorneys get their hands on these criminal complaints, when they find themselves in the midst of very difficult cases like the ones we are seeing play out in Idaho. What is to be done? What do the experts uh, within the justice system do? That's ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry and this is KSL News Radio. Lee bearer, we have throughout this morning and in fact throughout the entire day today and yesterday evening been receiving updates in the case of the two missing Idaho children, uh, J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan, have been missing since September and arrests are being made. And uh, each bit of information that we receive seems more and more likely that these arrests are in conjunction with Uh, with the ultimate demise of these two young children. Uh, It's a heartbreaking story, and as we learn the details, which are coming out of Idaho, uh, our heart breaks more and more. This morning, there was a hearing overseen by Judge Farron Edens uh, from Idaho. He read formal charges against Chad Daybell. I want to play those for you in their entirety here. Just a moment. We'll have uh, those charges for you in just a moment. They are uh, heartbreaking things, and it stems from <clears throat> a search warrant, search warrant, which was executed on the property of Chad Daybell just yesterday. There were backhoes. There were investigators. There were canines who were spotted there, and ultimately, uh, Chad Daybell was taken into custody. Where he has remained for the last 24 hours until this hearing today, uh, where bail where was set by this same Judge Edens. And let me ask producers in the booth do we have those uh, charges ready to air? I guess not. We're having some technical difficulties. I may be able to play them here from, from my own home studio. Uh, but I want you to hear exactly the way they were written so that you can understand what this Chad Day Bell uh, is the facing. The state
1: is requesting the bell be set at $1 million. Uh, while we recognize that uh, felony concealing of evidence only has a maximum sen- uh, sentence of five years per charge,
2: That was the request made by prosecutors following the reading of these charges. The request was $1 million by prosecutors. The counter on the part of the defense was $100,000. Ultimately, the judge would side with the prosecution and leave bail at $1 million uh, and adding to that a long list of stipulations including uh, geographic confines, uh, the wearing of an ankle monitor, round the clock, uh, plus no contact with the victim's families, which as I heard that was interesting because we don't yet, at least from law enforcement or anyone in authority, have the identities of the human remains which have been discovered on the property of Chad Daybell. Here now uh, are the charges being read against Chad Daybell.
1: The allegation is that the defendant, Chad Guy Daybell on or between the 22nd day of September 2019 and the 9th day of June 2020 in the County of Fremont State of Idaho did willfully conceal and or aid and abet another to willfully conceal human remains knowing that said human remains were about to be produced used and or discovered as evidence in a felony proceeding inquiry and or investigation authorized by law with the intent to prevent it from being so produced used and or discovered count two is also the same charge destruction alteration or concealment of evidence the allegation is that it's the defendant by up to five years in the state the Debeau, on or between the 22nd day of september fine. 2019 It alleges that the defendant chad guy daybell on or between the eighth day of september 2019 and the ninth day of june 2020 in the county of fremont state of idaho did willfully destroy alter and or conceal human remains and or did aid and abet another to willfully destroy alter and or conceal human remains knowing that said human remains were about to be produced used and or discovered his evidence in a felony proceeding inquiry and or investigation authorized by law with the intent to prevent, to prevent it from being so produced, used, and or discovered. Mr. Daybell, do you understand the allegations on both counts that have been brought against you?
2: I do. And there you have it. And following the reading of those charges began the back and forth between uh, prosecutor, Rob Wood and, privately secured defense attorney john Pryor, as they made their respective cases to uh, judge edens regarding the amount at which bail would be set as i mentioned a moment ago ultimately it would be it would be agreed uh, by or it would agreed to by the judge that the prosecutor's suggestion of one million dollars bail uh stand now there is opportunity for appeal there and we'll see how that plays out but right now the ruling by the judge is that Chad Daybell is facing a bail amount of $1 million plus a long list of stipulations which he must adhere to should he be able to make bail, including no contact with victims' families. I noticed that there's a curious element to that as we have not yet uh, received confirmed identities of the victims or the identities of the two sets of human remains which were discovered on his property. It's a heartbreaking thing uh, and and I I keep using that word heartbreaking and it's because I know no other way to describe it. I can't even imagine being uh, the grandparents of these missing children or any of the family members who have for so, so long been left with no knowledge of what happened to these two young people and to do so with the belief held by many that those entrusted with their guardianship have details relevant to their whereabouts, and may even be responsible for their disappearance and demise. I'll repeat it. It's heartbreaking. Absolutely heartbreaking. We're going to step away in a moment, and when we come back, uh, we're going to try to try to look for some happier news to share, although it is difficult. There are new numbers uh, regarding the coronavirus here in the state just uh, released. I'll bring those to you as soon as i'm able to comb through them after the break also going to be talking with amy donaldson sports writer and columnist for the deseret news uh she and i are runners uh recreationally you know we'll sign up for the 5ks and such like that and uh we occasionally trade notes from time to time about oh where are the good races happening uh is it a difficult course this and that uh and throughout this coronavirus stuff we've also been trading notes as to well how you staying fit what are you doing you you running on your own do you miss the the community of runners, you know, the, the the folks you run into when you sign up for these races, pick up the bib, and the gun goes off and you start running, well, th- those have for the most part been canceled. As you know, uh, the 5Ks, the marathons, the half marathons, 10Ks, those have all been canceled. And if you are uh, astute and you see on social media, uh, there are a lot of attempts to host virtual races. Well, there's an interesting new twist on how those virtual races are being run, and I'm going to discuss that next with Amy Donaldson. Here on Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry. The news of today is that the family of two missing Idaho children say it is their remains that were found on the property belonging to their stepfather, Chad Daybell. In a statement released just a short time ago, Larry and Kay Woodcock, the grandparents of J.J. Vallow, and Colby Ryan, the brother of Tylee Ryan, confirmed the remains are those of the missing children. There are details on this story available for you at kslnewsradio.com. If you go there now, you'll see the two images of these young people, JJ and Tylee, uh, side by side. And it's something I hadn't noticed until looking at them just now is, well, first off, their big, bright smiles, uh, but also the, the backgrounds of the photos. Do you remember when, when you were in elementary school and it was school picture day And in the days leading up to school picture day, you and your mom or dad would fill out the envelope and you would uh, check the box to determine which uh, background you would choose. We didn't have a ton of money when I was growing up, and so uh, the the selection we often made was traditional. And it was this kind of blue uh, shaded background from Life Touch. Well, as I look at these two pictures of young JJ and Tylee, it, it looks to me... Uh, that these are their school pictures that we have come to be so familiar with as we have hoped and prayed that today would never come. And I I focus on the backgrounds because I know that it must have been something similar for them uh, a few days before school picture day that they were selecting these backgrounds. And it breaks my heart today to, to know that they won't select another background for another school picture. I know that sounds, uh, it sounds terribly sad, and maybe I'm making it even more sad than it is, but I don't think that's possible. A family has lost uh, some two dear loved ones here, and, uh, and my heart today is breaking with them. Uh, there are details. Surrounding this event, which we uh, need to discuss, we need to break down and understand, uh, particularly uh, an arrest uh, which has been made in a hearing which took place in an Idaho courtroom this morning. A criminal complaint has been released detailing charges filed against Chad Daybell on whose property uh... the the bodies the remains of these two young children have been found and as i am uh, a layman i don't pretend to be able to interpret and understand these things I, I do what i can to reach out to those who do know and to help me understand this criminal complaint and what may happen next is uh, an attorney with ray quinney and nebaker uh... sky lazaro joins me on the line now sky how are you
0: i'm doing well
2: how are you uh, i'm hanging in there it's heartbreaking news trying to make our way through it here today Let me ask you: As you
0: absolutely go ahead,
2: as you uh, have looked over this criminal complaint and have uh, analyzed the latest in the proceedings against uh, Chad Day Bell and those associated with this case, what has what has struck you first?
0: You know, well, first I want to start by just uh, extending my condolences to the family. This is absolutely, absolutely tragic, as you uh, so articulately put. You know, it's, it's interesting um, uh, the way it's charged. Uh, so far, uh, no one's been charged uh, with the death of these children or the, the homicide of them. Uh, I'm guessing uh, following a FBI and uh, law enforcement investigation, we'll probably be seeing amended charges. Um, but as of right now, uh, you know, Chad's charged with uh, one count for each body of of um, concealing evidence, essentially for uh, I'm assuming burying the bodies, the, the probable cause statements sealed, as well as the uh, um, uh, search warrant. Uh, I I think what'll be interesting as those open up is uh, first of all how they came to uh, how they came to know where to look for the children. Uh, there's probably information in that search warrant application. Uh, stating where that information was gathered from, so I think that'll be uh, an interesting fact. Um, and it's, it's you know, have see- to kind of see how it goes. I, I was a little bit um, taken aback. I watched the uh, I watched the Mr. Daybell's court appearance, and there were certain um, paragraphs referenced uh, within it stating uh that they used as an aggravating factor at least with regard to one of the bodies that was recovered uh in the bail in their bail argument to keep it at a million dollars so you know it'll be i I guess we'll know as as more things are released but
2: Now, there was back and forth between uh, the prosecutor, Rob Wood, and the defense attorney, uh, John Pryor, about, you know, as they made their case to the judge, uh, about where they thought most appropriately to set the bail uh, amount, Um, the, the... There was mention briefly, and and I just need some clarification here, Uh, John Pryor, the defense attorney, talked about uh, and asked about an opportunity to appeal the bail determination. Is is that accurate? Will there be more analysis and more uh, judgment on bail, or is this million dollars set, to your knowledge?
0: I would suspect yes. Uh, The way the judge phrased it, and I thought he did a good job in doing so, was, was doing sort of an initial bail hearing uh, up front today. Um, Every defendant is uh, afforded the opportunity to have a a bail hearing. So to uh, file arguments, uh, Mm -hmm. motions, all of those things, Um, the state can respond to that and then they can have oral arguments regarding that. And I think what the judge wanted to make clear was that he would still get his initial bail hearing, that he wasn't going to consider uh, his setting of today's bail and the arguments made as that initial hearing. So I anticipate the defense will be filing a motion uh, regarding bail to reduce the bail, probably expanding on the arguments they made today in court, and the judges agreed to hear that as if uh, that would be the initial hearing.
2: Sky Lazar, I'm grateful to you for your time. Attorney with Ray, Quinney, and Nebuchadnezzar, thank you for breaking this down, and uh, I'll likely be calling on you again to help us understand things as these proceedings go forward. Thanks again. I'm
0: happy to help. Thanks for having me. Have a good
2: day. You do the same. Uh, That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow just after that forum hosted by Boyd Matheson and Miles Hansen of World Trade Center, Utah, as they speak in long form uh, to the GOP candidates for governor here in the state of Utah. Now it's time for me to say goodbye. Step aside. For Jeff Kaplan and Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio.